Hey y'all, this is Lyric and Kim and Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to Rose and Walls. Look, Tiffany even joined in with us on the intro. I feel so proud, this you know. Is- Hey, I listen to y'all every week on my podcast attic, so, you know. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> hashtag. Kimmy, we famous. Oh, I thought, I thought the hashtag was going to be, um, Kimmy, we, is it Kimmy, we famous or Kimmy, we made it? No, Kimmy, y'all, we famous. Y'all rotate. We, okay. <laughs> Do it. Y'all rotate. But it's that and something else. Anyway. You know. We here. Hey. No, we'll have. I thought you were gonna say hashtag we'll have because she is technically. Oh, has, like, that's, that's come on, Kimmy. Have your game. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm off. I'm a little bit off. It's, it's not. Right. It's it's a weekend for <laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all over over yonder. So, Kim, what we got for them today? What we got for the, the people them. The people them. Well, like I mean, I guess we already kind of let Tiffany just introduce herself, yes. but you know, we got a special treat for y'all today. We're going to be, you know, we got our special guest, Tiffany. Tiffany, go ahead and and, and, and tell us who you are. Tell them we'll have who you are. Tell them your name, your sign, <laughs> whether or not you like long walks on the beach. <laughs> well, my name is Tiffany. I'm from Jacksonville. Um, a native here. I like Ooh. long parts on the beach. I knew. I, knew. Uh, I felt. I like museums. I like live music. I like long epic dates like Southside with you. <laughs> All right. Um, that was a very long day. <laughs> yeah, it was a very epic like, um, uh, a, a I have a day job in healthcare, but um, I'm also a community person active on the internet. Used to be a promoter or a cultural curator, but I'm okay. retired from that. So now I'm just more doing some community stuff and, you know, doing some self-care stuff and just living life. Yes, the self-care. I'm telling you. Now, where are they hiring cultural curators? Cultural curators, that was something that when we were doing the, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm doing a spoken word event or I'm doing a live music event or I'm a promoter. And I was looking at some of my other um, counterparts in other cities that were able to get, you know, that they call themselves cultural curators or I curated this poetry event or I curated this live music event and really just made, you know, it sound a little bit more, I was like, okay, all right, I like that because more of like an arts curator kind of thing. And so that's, I kind of took that instead of just being the, you know, you don't want to be the person that organized the poetry. I mean, why, you know, that's a long, that's a long <laughs> title. So it's, 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 it's I'm oh, right, right. So yeah. And, so, so, and then it gives you a little bit more respect when you say, oh, I'm a, I'm a um, cultural curator. And at the time, the focus was specifically on African-American arts. They were like, what? Because, I mean, you, I mean yeah. that's what you're specifically doing, that kind of thing. And so I just kind of went across the pond, looked at, you know, some of our other brothers and sisters and saw what they were doing and okay. said to myself, okay, I'm going to borrow that. All right, now. You All know right. Like that. Right. <laughs> now, you also have experienced podcasting. Yes, well. I've done some um, some musical podcasts, and me and one of, me and my homegirl, actually, when she listens to this, she's going to be like, okay, where are we on this? Your homegirl listens to this, too? Uh, she is going to listen to this See? episode. Oh, oh, oh. And some other people I know. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, Spread the word. Good word. Um, and then we're working on an upcoming um, podcast that, and this is basically based on kind of like you guys, based on your, your friendship, mm-hmm. based on what you're interested in, what's going on, um, some pop culture, some politics, but a little bit more about kind of seeing it um, from uh, the eyes of you know professional women that work every day, but still like you like to say what what you're saying. 
uh, lyric from that first one. Oh, we um, dabble in the ratchet. I, 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 I love work. I love re- Jesus, and I love the ratchet. Kind of like yeah, that kind of thing. I love the turn up. I love the turn up. Yeah, I like that. Hey. That kind of thing. So, yeah. I, I got you. That's the one you recommended. We put on a t-shirt. <laughs> Listen. Once it's on. When we get our sponsorships up. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, so we're going to give you a chance to talk about that a little later on okay. in the show, get a little more details on that so y'all can see where y'all can find Tiff. But y'all know how we get started yes. every other week. Just want to know how y'all look feeling using our metrics from clear to charcoal black. Uh, so Tiff, we're going to let our guest of honor go first. Yeah. How you feeling, Mama? Uh, what's the color scale again? Clear. Clear, too. To, it can be midnight black, charcoal black, however black. You, this one had ebony. a ebony black one day. So, <laughs> uh, from clear to black, how you feeling? Okay, and clear feels good, right? You tell you me. Tell us you tell us how Okay, I'm yeah. actually feeling kind of a... a, a um, a dark forest green today. I'm feeling kind of earthy. I'm feeling oh, kind of balanced. Those darkness colors, yeah. Yes, and I'm, I'm just. And today is this week has been a pretty decent week. It hasn't been anything too crazy. And today has just been so far. Knock on wood, it's been a good day. You know, right. so yeah, this week has been really good. Perfect. <laughs> All right, um, lyric on a scale of clear to I don't know what you want. Ebony. No. Midnight. We can do midnight. Charcoal. Midnight. Oh, midnight. Yes. Okay. Well, so I don't even know where this really falls on the spectrum because it sounds like it would need a spectrum of its own. Anyway, I'm feeling sparkly gold, like Beyonce dress, sparkly gold. Mm. You, because we've all seen Beyonce in yep. a sparkly yes. gold dress. Yes, several times. So this is the specific. If it had a color name, if the Not. name had a color, it would be sparkly gold Beyonce Sp- dress. <laughs> gold. Right, right. Now, it's this, it's this full dress of see-through. Ooh, real oh, as you know, Because you know she'd be on the spectrum when it kind of does sparkly you know, gold. Because this is coming to the people on a good Sunday. Uh, fully clothed. Fully clothed. Fully okay, clothed. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling uh, Beyonce dress gold uh, today. I'm just excited about her concert. You know, I'm going to be in ATL with the pimps in the play as well. For her concert. I don't know. I heard Ludacris say it in a song once. I'm just here for it. Um, But I will be at a Beyonce concert. And I will be spending my entire weekend doing my hair in preparation for it. I will also be listening to Beyonce songs. uh, Watching videos. I'm going to watch Lemonade about two or three times. So I'm I'm feeling gold. You know, I will be the star of my own show this weekend. And nobody's going to judge me. Because it's just me and my mirror. And my Jesus, you know. Way I roll. Okay, all right, all right. Now y'all should see how these two looking at me. Anyway, anyway, I mean you glowing. You look like flips my imaginary side things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kimmy, how you feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little BB King's blue. You know, see, she get creative with it. She can't ready. Just that deep, like that longing. You know, like, have, have y'all listened to, see, my daddy is old school. My daddy. I feel like I should have came last. <laughs> <laughs> now she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I got burgundy, but like, not real burgundy, burgundy, like, you know, like my mama couch when I was five. <laughs> exactly. Keep going. Oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, so, like, my dad, like, raised me and my brothers on, like, all the old school classes. And so, B.B. King, um, I, y'all know he has his guitar mm-hmm. and he names his guitar Lucille, but he plays it and you feel like every ounce of emotion that comes through. And right now I'm just feeling a lot of emotions. I got a lot of stuff just kind of 
running through me and I just feel all that. So I feel like like that good, heavy, old school just blues. You know? mm, okay. So Alrighty. you know, that's where I am. I'm this a week. fan of the blues. <laughs> you know. Uh so now we're gonna transition into our gym of the week. Now that we know how we're feeling. Um, this gym of the week is something that contributed to our overall black girl magic and our just greatness as a people uh, yeah. <laughs> this week. So we're going to give Tiff a second to think through this, you know, um, <laughs> Thank but, you. but Thank we, you. we've been dwelling on this gym all, all week. Yes. Um, so Kimmy, you got, you got your gym? I do have my gym. And all right. So, um, Go on and bless the people. I will bless the people. And so, okay. <laughs> so listen, um, we are, this is going to be released, um, still at the height of kind of, you know, a lot of this tension, everything mm. is happening with, uh, hashtag they killing us, um, hashtag Black Lives Matter. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so there is this, there is this song I heard, it's called Come Down, and mm-hmm. it's by Anderson Peck, and that's P-A-A-K. Mm-hmm. And um, he has a song, it's called Come Down, and T.I. has a verse on the song, and the verse is just like everything. But this, there's this particular line these few these few bars, bars. Up in here you know right. um that really just gave me all of my life and it I, um, it contrib- my to my not just my black girl mm-hmm. just my overall black dopeness so okay. um he says um now I, let me be clear he says some things in here that's like oh okay whatever but I'm I'm gonna read it anyway he says I fantasize shooting Trump down a shot for every black man who got gunned down by police with no convictions, so they run around. When we protest, they tell us to pipe down for Trayvon and Mike Brown. CNN want to make it black and white because we hit the action with a black light. So that was like, that was just deep for me because it's so relevant. Now, again, I don't want to shoot Trump down because I don't think that's going to solve that in any way. But it's like, when you think about all of just the list of names of people who have been unarmed, who have been innocent, who have been who become suspects of their own you know murders Mm -hmm. and you hear this and it's like yeah you know I can I can identify with what exactly with that emotion right so that's my that's my gym that's my gem. Come down. His album is good all together. You know, it's mm. called Malibu. I'm I'm here for it. It's like a cross between uh, BJ the Chicago kid mixed with a little bit of mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper mixed okay. with a little bit of um, Kendrick Lamar. So, you know, give him a shout. You know, give him a try. Mm-hmm. Check him out. He's okay. pretty dope. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Sounds good. Um, Let's see. My gem is not nearly as conscious. <laughs> uh, not nearly as woke. But I appreciate we needed some balance because mine is um, Eric Bellinger. Uh, this, there's a guy on title. So, you know, if you have title, go get it while Jay-Z is still involved. I said this episode one. We want to support black businesses while they're still black businesses. Um, they have a discovery section of what's new. So... I looked up new artists, didn't know who this guy was, but he had a colorful CD and I was just like, well, Chance the Rapper's CD cover is colorful, so let me try this guy out too. Uh, So Eric Bellinger, I pressed play. This man has several songs. Wait, the CD is called 
Eric B for president, term one. Right, so that gave me the hope that, go on Tiff, don't look it up. Um, <laughs> so that gave me some hope that a term two or a term three was coming up. I thought it was cute. Press play, he has some trap queen um, anthems, some trap music anthems. You know, he really just talked about what it means to love the trap music. Wait, what is he? He does something. He's, he's hood. So he's talking about the girl who's holding him down in his hood life, in his hood situation. And I was like, you know what? And the song is called Greatest of All Time. I was like, you better shout your girl out. You better shout your trap queen out in a way that, you know, with Fetty Wap, I, was, I wasn't too hype about that. But this yeah. one. I love that song. That's you one know. Of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so this one was just deeper. It okay. felt like he put some real thought into who this woman was, what she was bringing to his life. And she got about three songs. It may be three different women because, you know, that's how some of them operate, but that's fine. So anyway, go check him out. I think the music is pretty dope. I like the beats that he has on there. Um, and it's my gem of the week because, as Kim said, with all that's happening, it's nice for me to sometimes just... Take a step back, listen to some music that is not really reflective of who I am as an individual on the regular basis. But this is somebody's reality. Mm -hmm. And if I can turn up to it in the car on my way to work or on my way to some rally or some justice action or movement, then I'm here for it. So go check him out. If y'all don't like him, then that's fine. Don't don't be saying nothing to me about I, I didn't record it. But just check him out. We want to support um, our brothers. Eric B for president, turn one. So, Tiffany. Tiff. Okay. Guest okay, of honor. Okay. Um, my gym, uh, well, driving here, Digital Underground's uh, Kiss Me Back came on, mm -hmm. and I had a moment in my car, and I was quite excited. So, I um, look that up. And, and the song came out in 1991. Uh, that was a good so, year. It was a very good year. I was in high school walking the, walking the halls of high school, so I was like kind of excited like that. But the gym, um, my gym is kind of local, like like I was saying, with self care and trying to really um, be aware and be informed. I've kind of had to take some breaks off breaks off of Facebook mm -hmm. um, um, or whatever. So I actually got a massage yesterday. So my gym is like this local massage school here that they have massages um, evening. And I'm kind of, I was like, okay, this is cool. But we went in the middle of daytime, and it's just something, you know, a good little distraction to kind of get away yeah. from. Um, all the craziness that's kind of going on in the world, and that's like I said, that self care piece, and not getting so because and I, and, I'm, and I've heard you talk about on other episodes about microaggressions and kind of dealing with the mm -hmm. whole process too, and just kind of, kind of you know how do you separate from that to this? So that was a good thing, but definitely here in digital because I was just like, oh snap! <laughs> All I right, this in a long, I mean, I haven't heard this since. But um, the piggyback Anderson Peck, um, definitely check out his um, NPR Tiny Desk on YouTube. Um, yes. He did one, and and uh, it's yeah, it was it was pretty good. And I've heard it your dude before too, <laughs> and, and that's that good soulful ratchet. Yes, it's, it's soulful trap soul. Ratchet. No, it's, it's trap soul. It's, it's the trap soul. It's yes, trap soul. That's what and I was it's becoming more popular. Thank you. So it's kind of like for those of like the, those of us that we just like you know we. We we a little, we we like trap, but you know we a little too we can't you know because we kind of on the other end you know we we can't say we like trap 
Because right. you know, it's kind of like we can oh, say it in this setting. Yeah, this but you room, can't say our people. You know, you but, can't say you can't say that you listen to Panda on the radio and you know, you know, you know yeah. at least the chorus and you sing along to it, <laughs> right? Because that wouldn't be. <laughs> but do you really know the chorus? No, you don't. You don't know Panda. 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 <laughs> That's it. I don't think he know the chorus, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh. yeah, Trap Soul. Yeah. yeah. See, Tim, this is All why. Okay, right. Trap this is, Soul. So yeah. Eric okay. B is a Trap Soul artist. That's what I was trying to get at. I was like, he must be involved in some game, but you know, I didn't know if it's a trap game, drug game, Trap Soul is the <laughs> thing that I was looking for. Anyway, so now that we've talked about these celebrities and the joy they bring to our lives, I want us to talk about our woes in real life so we could either talk about our woes or woes so lyric i'll let you go first (laughs) you feel something in my spirit Uh, yeah i do you know so i actually again have a high woe won't he do it so high woe i walk into my office this week boom right so the Security guard, I learned that the security guard whooped somebody's behind. So, I'm telling you why he's my woe. So, apparently, this guy was trespassing, and I'm not going to say my security guard's name because I don't want him to, you know, be exposed, but... And he might listen to the show. Oh, that be. I don't think he listens. If it's if it's not related to football, because that's the only time he really has real conversations with me. If it's about bashing LeBron James or like football, that's when he wants to sit and talk to me. But I will entertain him the next time I see him because of what happened. Yeah. So a couple days ago, I walk into the office and somebody who works with me described the event. She said, "So this man was just trespassing. He was with his girlfriend." And the next thing I know, that really nice guy, you know, the security guard, he's, he's pretty quiet. Uh, and I described him to a T. I'm like, oh, so does he look like this? Does he look like that? She's like, yes, it's the man that we see every morning. He was beating the crap out of somebody out front. And there was blood involved and all this, this, and that. She may have exaggerated with the blood. You know how some folks do. Anyway, this probably was how we are. Kimmy Petty. Anyway, I wasn't even going to go there. But... So she was of the other variety. Oh, that's fine. So she described the event, and I just want to shout him out. I will shout him out in, in real life. And Kimmy was like, "Somebody better get that man a drink." Yes. Um, he was. He was protecting and serving. He was. Ther- yes, serving and protecting, and he is. Definitely my woe for making sure that we don't have random people just coming in. And did the crime justify the actions? Probably not. But I also heard that the man called him a nigga. So I don't think he said it with the A either. Not that it matters. But this security guard is of my variety. And he said that he's from, he from the South too? He from Birmingham. But he no, we just gonna put him out. Yeah, not gonna say his name. That's true. That's true. He is from Birmingham, Alabama. He probably and thinks people call him nigga. Right. He, so he done heard. His, he done been called his last nigga. Right. Like, <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So shout out to you for being great and for protecting me without me even knowing it. Protecting all of us, but I felt particularly special and safe <laughs> that morning. <laughs> what? I like Southern boys. Anyway. They, they serve and protect. So he definitely served and protect. And, all right, next. Okay. So, Kim, <laughs> do, you have, do you have a woe or 
well. I have a well today. It, was it like middle? No, <laughs> this is it was supposed to be high, but I just ain't come off like that. Well, I mean, I have a high well. Yay! Um, so like every morning, right? Like this past couple of weeks, I've been taking my kids to school. My husband usually does, but I I had opportunity to take them these last couple of weeks. No, nope, the so, type of people I'm hanging around because well, when she said these past couple of mornings I've been taking my, I knew meds was coming next, <laughs> and I was like, who are my friends? <laughs> Girl, I don't even want to take medicine for a headache, but anyway. Um, but I had the opportunity to take my my kids to school, which I haven't been able to do since we moved. And so every morning we get in the car, my son is like, "Mommy, can you play? This is the day." He wants to hear that every single morning. And like these, like this last like month has been just like hell, like seriously. And so every morning that he wants to hear that, that just really is a reminder to me that you know what. It's, it's hell, but it could be worse. It could be, you know, anything. But, like, this is still the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I have to be glad in it because, you know, it's a gift. It's not promised. Some people wake up. Some people struggling to, to hold on. And so hearing that song every day and having my son ask me to hear that song every morning, it's like, it's the, it's the reset button I need every day. Mm. At this point, so I'm just really, I'm really, I'm really grateful for my langy pool. Well, when you when you said the name of the song, I was gonna ask if it's that gospel song because uh, actually one of the church mothers at Tiffany's church, <laughs> um, she loves her some. This is the day, and whenever we would have an event, she would play shy. Like, oh, you want me to sing? No, you got to get somebody else. <laughs> this is the day. <laughs> this is the day. Come on. That the Lord has me. I was like, all right, Miss Renee. So shout out to Miss Renee. Because Miss Renee loves that song. How many your lady poo? This is the day, you know. And then like when I, one morning I was like, you know, I want, I, can I listen to something else? And so he goes in the back seat and he starts singing it by himself. And I was like, you know what? Just because yeah. you were so... So adamant, I'm gonna put it on for you. And he was like, way. Yes, this is a jam. <laughs> that is a jam. That is a jam. And he likes the Fred Hammond version. So it's like, you know, it's like, we're gonna get with this old school jam. And he's like, This old school jam. And I'm just like, You know, that's so cute. That's so cute. that kid right there, man. So yeah. That's your so baby. Cute. That's my baby. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we look at <laughs> That is no. really cute because that makes because that makes me think about my um, concert that me and my mom my brother had to Oh Happy Day from the Sister Act soundtrack this week yeah. in the car. Okay, and <laughs> so I had a concert. We had a concert, and then I was like, you know what? And then we played, you know, uh, His Eyes on the Sparrow with Lauren Hill in it and Joyful Joe. And I said, why don't we just go all the way to the color purple and play? You know, God's trying to tell you something. But that makes me think about that. But. Uh, my Wait, so well so we want to see where you are do you have woes or woes um i actually have a, a high wall okay i actually have a high wall like i said i i'm i'm this week thus far and last week has been really really positive and really really good um i i'm doing mother's birthday weekend so we started that yesterday but the high is that um i've been taking the study group on the four agreements and um, it's been really, um, 
it's been, you know, it's been really, really impactful. And for those of you that don't know about the four agreements, the first one is be impeccable with your word. The second one is don't take anything personally. The third is don't make assumptions. And the fourth one, which is be the one we'll cover, the class will cover on Tuesday, is always do your best. Mm -hmm. And so the um, coach that's doing it, she just kind of um, going through um, all those things. And, and one thing she says is that, you know, growing up, you're taught one agreement and that agreement lives with you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so breaking down those agreements and kind of making, you know, those kind of things, um, you know, kind of just reprogramming yourself on that level. So that's been kind of like outside of just day-to-day -day stuff, that's probably been the most thing I've kind of like looked forward to in the course of my week. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So, y'all, we have Tiff here today because this is our special episode. Like we told you, we really want to focus on our sisters. Uh, so, if you haven't done your homework, this is from the color purple, and we will post that scene with Shook was going all the way in. And, um, yeah, that's Shook Avery, for those of you who have not seen the classic. Or uh, please pick up the book. Or the book. Other, oh, or go to YouTube. You can find the, probably find the scene in there. Exactly. So yeah. I, I'll post the scene for some of those of you who are, you know, taking your time. Anyway, so, yeah, we really wanted to focus on how we support each other both in our social lives but in our professional lives as well. Okay. We always talk in the show about what it looks like to be successful in a professional setting, um, and it's important for us to think about those social interactions mm -hmm. as well. And where do we as black women or women of color um, support each other? What are those opportunities to do so? And we wanted to bring Tiff in because she is one of those mm -hmm. women who, you know, down for the cause. <laughs> they see another sister in the room and wait a few minutes, make sure she's really a sister, sister, <laughs> you know. And when I say that, that varies. And I want us to get into that a little yeah. bit as well. So, um, all right, yeah, so without further ado, Kimmy, you want to lead us in? Yeah. Dialogue? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I mean, I'm going to say this because um, Lyric introduced me to Tiffany, what was it like? It had to be, like, a couple months ago now. Mm -hmm. And you, it's, it's, it's hard and it's rare that you meet people and y'all just, like, click, uh, connect, I'm connecting click, no, click, um, <laughs> that you, that you uh, connect with just, like, on the... I don't know. Just like, you know what? I respect you. You respect me. And we just like, mm -hmm. we get it. It, it was, was like a spiritual this. connection from what I saw. Like, it, it was so natural and it was so organic. And so I think, um, I don't know. I want, I want everybody to experience that. When they see somebody, when you see your sister that you never met before, you meet her for the first time, mm -hmm. like, how y'all connect and how y'all come together, you know, and that, you know, you are, what we say, we you are who well, I, I hope you were. were. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like you said, just trying to fill out people and stuff like that. And so, I guess the, the first question, out of, uh, I guess, is, you know, what does that look like um, in the workplace? What does it look like socially when you are connecting those dots with people who you might not know? Like, what does that look like for you? Either one, I, I, Tiffany. We can start with you. Okay. Um, for me, I mean, for me, um, well, a couple of about a year ago, I moved to a new floor, and um, it was a, it was a, and one of the first things I note on at my job, and one of the first things I noticed is that how um, 
friendly the elder women were mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, like one lady caught me in the bathroom and was like, hey girl, I don't know you, but I see you. Mm-hmm. What's your name? Where are your people from? Right. You know, I've been working for the company for this, that, and the third, and whatever. And so I just think it's all in, um, and you actually, um, and, I'm, and I'm a work in progress on this, you actually talking to people mm-hmm. and you actually speaking to people when you mm-hmm. see them. And I think that's something that maybe um, our generation can kind of learn from our elders, because mm-hmm. whether it's my track mama or whether the lady wanna, hey girl, how you doing? I mean, they don't even know you, and they just speak mm-hmm. to you, and and it's no, um, it's no. They don't have nothing to, pre- you know, they don't live their life. They don't have to pretend mm-hmm. that anything is going any better or any worse than what it currently is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like they can just be like they can be themselves. So I think it's just kind of like. Um, First, speaking to people mm-hmm. and, and and acknowledging that people, especially when you're in environments in which you can count on your hand how many mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. exist in the room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what you found is, and what I found is that once you speak, it just opens up. And also how you address um, other people. Normally when I see another woman, I say, hey, beautiful. Another sister, I say, hey, beautiful. And that normally, because a lot of times we don't, hear that. Sincere your compliments, like, you know, I mean, we're part of the national hair um, movement, even though the court just approved that somebody could discriminate against me for my locks this week, but yeah. well, I digress. But you know how it is. Instantly, when you went natural, people just started to, hey, sister, I like your hair, mm-hmm. just out of the woodwork. I mean, you can be on a job, you can be out in the streets, you can be wherever, and people just naturally do that. So I think just um, making, you know, when I, you know, when we first met, it was a good morning. Mm-hmm. And she was in a good mood. I was in a good mood. So it was very easy to be like, hey, how you doing? We just talked and, and just kind of... And you can't do that with everybody because sometimes mm-hmm. people have guards up. But when you find those people that you can do that with, take advantage of that and just, you know, try to bond with them. So. Right. And I think it's interesting, too, that you brought up this generation gap because... Um, you're right. You you said like the older women, like they just embrace you because you know they, I don't know that they have that nurturing vibe yeah, about them, yeah. and they see another sister coming up, and they're like, yeah, you know that's 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 dope. I won't they don't say that's dope, but you know <laughs> right, what I'm right, right. Like because I I remember meeting a woman who was now my mentor, and the first thing she said to me was, oh, I love to mentor women like you, and mm. you know, and it's that nurturing vibe, you know, right. and I think a lot of times. And, like, this generation that we are, you know, figuring out, it's it's a, it's a lot more disconnect. People don't really engage. Mm. People don't talk. And it's all, I think it creates this illusion of competition all the time mm-hmm. and makes it seem like you're out to get what I'm trying to get when mm-hmm. it's enough power for everybody. Like, we can all right. work together and link up together and, and pull each other up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. yeah, now mentorship is something I'm glad you hit on because I'm thinking about that both from a professional setting mm-hmm. and from a personal standpoint. So I do poetry outside of work and, you know, during work, I need mentors as well to help me navigate that professional sphere. Mm-hmm. So I just think about how, you know, if we take the professional environment, right? I have people who they've been in the workforce longer than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I'm four years out of college and they can share with me how they would interact with senior level, you know, mm-hmm. executives or members of organizations what those conversations look like to prepare me for how I stand up for myself in meetings or how I represent my work or how I represent myself. Um, They can give me some of the wording to use, some of the experiences that, by sharing some of the experiences they've gone through. So that's 
you know, the role mentorship is played in the mm-hmm. workplace. But then I look at the poetry community, right? For me, it's very specific because I now have to find people who know how to navigate that world, people who are experienced with either being poets or working with poets. How do you get into an arts scene or uh, strengthen the art scene, develop it? You know, I'm fortunate that I know Tiffany and other people like Tanya Smart. Shout out to you. <laughs> uh, shout out to Love Rain. Um, there are a couple other people, you know, who I've looked up to as mentors, even in that um, personal setting. And it's just important to identify these people because they may be so busy doing whatever it is that they're doing. They may be busy being great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, even though you may have women like the one you mentioned, mm-hmm. right, who say, oh, I'm always looking for a mm-hmm. chance to mentor. You're you, you always going to have those people, which is great. If you happen to stumble upon somebody who's mm-hmm. looking to yeah. share their time with you, go go with it. But there are going to be times where those people who you want to be your mentors are so busy already in the action, already living that life that you just have to navigate how you reach out to them, how you get on their calendar, you know, how you really uh, tap into them as a resource while they're doing their thing. Um, but also while you're seeking a chance to, to climb as well. And I've also found that when you're dealing with your mentors, for you to be a resource as well. I know my mentor at work... Um, She's just one of those people. She's been in leadership for a very long time, very down to earth, and so she's not a um, a new woman, a new woman in leadership at, at, at the job, which is a different. I, I I found from my experience, if you're a younger woman in leadership versus versus a person that's been a manager or director for a very long time, there's a different type of energy, and so she's just a very personal person, but. I know she'll come to me, especially when it's, it might not be necessarily work-related, but it might be community-related. And um, she'll be like, hey, you heard about this? And so it's, it always blesses me because in that way I can be a resource to her as well. It might not be on a, um, on a um, professional, you know, mm-hmm. this is how you get this, this in a door this direction at, the, at this point in my career. But it might be, but it might be something. Hey, you've been to this. It's just this something, and I think that's something that we have at our, our advantage, being the kind of people we are, is that we do have a lot of resources and a lot of information in our brain. But a lot of times, the question is, do you share it with other people? Mm-hmm. And so then that way, you can be a benefit to other people. So I know she's constantly like, hey, this, that, and the third that's going on or whatever, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's how we can kind of piggyback off of each mm-hmm. other. And even mm-hmm. when you're dealing with the elders, the same thing, you know. When it comes to computers, when it comes to just anything, right. <laughs> How can I baby, help you? you know, oh, yeah. oh, oh, this baby helped me with my PC <laughs> with a friendly face. She helped me with my, you know, that kind. Of, and how can you be a, an, an assistant to that on that kind of level? Because that's really, really what it's about. It's really about, you know, how can we um, serve each? How can we work together to kind of serve each other and be as pleasant as possible? So yeah. And it's interesting too because, like, I think, and I know this was a challenge for me in thinking about. Um, trying to connect with someone to mentor me, not realizing that my, you know, I myself can yeah. mentor somebody else mm-hmm. or be a resource for somebody else. And I think, um, like you said, it, it it goes both ways. It's a relationship, and y'all, everybody's giving and receiving. Mm-hmm. It's mutual benefit for everybody. And so, just really thinking, um, not also how you can benefit, but thinking about how you can help mm-hmm. somebody else. Um, as well, so I think that that's pretty key. And then, uh, Lyric, you said something um, that kind of struck with me. You're saying like how your mentors and stuff help you to navigate um, these professional settings, dealing with these 
different, you know, personalities and different mm-hmm. uh, higher ups or whatever. And I think, like, just specifically thinking about being a black woman in this perception of being the angry black woman mm-hmm. and l- learning and being coached and being open to being coached about how to make yourself and your opinion heard um, in a way that people aren't perceiving you as coming off as this angry black woman and really take to heart, you know, what you're saying. And so, you know, we have someone where we work Mm -hmm. who is a really good sound. I know she has been for me a really good sounding board for when I want to say something Mm -hmm. and when I, you know, I'll type it out and I'll read it back to myself and say, hmm, (laughs) that might not, you know, I might, I might shouldn't hit the send button on this, you know, like Mm -hmm. this. And she'll say, well, yeah, you know, that's good. Maybe we can move some things around. And I think, it's especially crucial for us in the work setting as we trying to go up or we trying to create our own or whatever it mm-hmm. is that we learn. Um, unfortunately, we learned how people can perceive us mm-hmm. so that that won't become our undoing mm-hmm. long term. Right. Well, you know, so I think about those interactions with people who don't look like us, right? You know, there are women who, there are white women, Asian women, um, Hispanic women who I interact with regularly. And I think about how different those interactions are mm-hmm. across racial lines. You know, I've noticed that women that I've been drawn to as mentors or even women that I want to mentor Mm -hmm. young ladies that I want to mentor are typically women of color. Mm -hmm. And I think about that. So as you were talking to, if I was thinking, you know, have either of you ever had a mentor mentee relationship where either you were the one mentoring or, uh, you were being mentored, uh, by someone who did not look like you and what, you know, and specifically because women of color do, face similar challenges mm-hmm. um but have you had someone who have you had a white colleague who you said okay this is someone who um they're they're on a path that I want to be on um they're they have the resources they are supportive uh this is someone that I want to kind of um you know be exposed to and, and be mentored by have, have either of you had that type of experience you wanna you wanna take it, Tiff? No, um, no, not really. I've had people that looked out for me, but mm-hmm. not like really. You know what? Maybe in an informal mentor situation where they took my best interest to heart and they wanted to see me succeed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm. What about you, Kim? I will say yes. I have had, um, and I will say mostly the people, the person. I I can name, I can think of two people off the top of my head right now. One was during my graduate program, and, um, like, she really um, fostered, you know, my love for what I do now, my Mm -hmm. love for research, and she really poured a lot into me. So I will say, yes, um, I've had non-black mentors. Now, once I graduated, I will say that um, there's one person who I just started to develop a relationship who is also white and somebody else who is... um, is Asian that I'm forming these relationships with um, that I can appreciate. But since since graduating, um, my mentor, my the main mentor that I have a relationship with, she is black, and this is the first time I've been mentored by a black woman other than like mm-hmm. a church mother mm-hmm. or like right. my parents or my aunts or mm-hmm. somebody outside of that element. And I must say, it's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a level of insight 
that is already there. I don't have to explain. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you that this is why this is this way and this is why I need you. Because the understanding is already Mm -hmm. there. Um, And it's not to say that um, I had a problem with sharing those things with my non-black mentors. Um, because again, I see it as an opportunity to educate. So that the next person that comes behind me and you're mentoring them, you'll understand that sometimes these things come along with this package. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I will say it's, it's definitely refreshing, and it's it's a very different style of mentoring because we have that connection of being, you know, from the same race. Mm-hmm. And not that those, I, like I said, I haven't I've benefited greatly from those other. Uh, relationships, but this one just feels very different. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, no, I just think it's interesting because we know that there are plenty of us who are in higher education, who are professionals, who have made it to, um, they've achieved great things in their positions. So there's not a shortage of black women who can potentially be our mentors. Um, but you know, I am always thinking about where that comfort comes from. Um, and we, we know at a basic level of understanding when you've had a, a shared experience mm-hmm. then that contributes greatly to how comfortable somebody feels approaching you mm-hmm. and how, how comfortable they feel mm-hmm. um, mentoring you or, or uh, see, seeking those opportunities but um, what can women as a whole do to support each other you know that's something that I've been thinking about a lot mm-hmm. recently in this political climate and even though it's important for us to lift each other up with um, processing all of these things as it comes, you know, as it pertains to the recent killings and Black Lives Matter. We're supporting each other from a, a cultural standpoint, a cultural and racial standpoint, but how does that, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about being a woman in itself, right? Is there any, what room do white women or Asian women or, you know, Latino women, what role do those other women play in that support um, in, either in the workplace or socially, even if it's just I need you to like my Facebook status to show me that you're you're down for the cause, you're supporting. You know, you may you can't cry the same tears I cry about mm-hmm. these people, but what? How can they support? Mm-hmm. You know, how can we support each other as sisters? You know, women. Um, but we know that sisters with an H. When we when we talk about it, we usually mean us. How, how do but how do we get our sisters, our sisters, you know, women of the of all varieties of all races and ethnicities? How do we all support each other both in both set in both areas? If if I'm wait, if you specifically talking about the stuff that's going on to now, if I'm in a community setting, that's one thing because I kind of know where you're coming from. If I'm doing like voter registration or whatever, I know where you're coming from. But in my day to day environment, I I I've tried to um, really avoid that conversation of really avoid um, let's let's look at pictures of the cute dogs singing let's look at you know I because um, and I and I read an article about how a lady appreciated she worked in IT and she appreciated her manager one but I really don't want to uh, and that, and you know, I don't work, and I don't work in a nonprofit environment. I work mm-hmm. in a more in that kind of environment, and I don't. And, and so I just try to come in there every day, and um, talk and, and say good morning and say hi, or whatever. Because I realize that right now, you know, uh, for some people's struggle in their day to day life, it might be just their individual struggles. But for another community, it is their 
their individual struggle on top of what their community is impacting. And so you're bringing those two, three, sometimes 20 layers into the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so because you're, you know, and, and, and I mean, every, and so I just try not to even, I just, you know, I just walk in there every day and I don't know my mentor, she, we, should, we just do the same thing and just really try not to have that conversation. I'm not friends on Facebook with, mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, because I, I just don't want to have that conversation because once, because we've had conversations like that in that environment, and we come from two, di- we come from two different perspectives on. Yeah, I get that those conversations can be frustrating. I'm just thinking about the different ways uh, of engagement, you know, other than conversations. I want to sit and talk to everybody yeah. of different races about what's happening. There may be other ways that we can support each other, you know, um, than me. I'm not gonna have the same. I'm not gonna feel compelled to talk to everybody about the emotional fatigue mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. feeling, you know, as I would be talking to Kim or you, yeah. you know, but we do share a workspace. We do share a social space with everybody. It's not just, it's not just us. So how do we, um, how do we solicit that support or accept that support as it comes? You know, what does that look yeah. like other than that, that awkward conversation? And see, I think that's key though. I think to, to go back to your root question, Lyric, I think it really is up to the individual groups of women who surround mm-hmm. us during this time mm-hmm. to step forward in a respectful way and say, Hey, I see you need your space, so I'm not going to bother you. They might not say anything, yeah, but exactly. you know, they, they give you your space, right. you know, or they shoot you an email instead of just walking over like, hey, do you got a, t- some, a second to talk about this exactly. today? Uh, you look like you're troubled. I don't want to step on right. that or whatever. You look like, so, and that's where I guess I'm coming okay. from, right? Because we are in this environment where, this political environment where so much is happening that is emotionally draining. And there may be a time where I don't want to wait until lunch hour to go talk to somebody about how this feels to me or, you know, how I'm dealing with it, knowing that I've got to be at work from nine to five when another three black women and men just got killed and I got to act like nothing's happened. Right. Um, If Kim is not always in the office. Who am I going to talk to? Who, who, or who's going to care? Mm-hmm. And what does that care look like? I'm not going to start a conversation with just everybody, mm-hmm. you know. But as women, um, I do think there are some similarities across the board, mm-hmm. across racial lines. And we can we can understand hurt. We can understand pain. We can understand emotional fatigue as women. And how, how can we um, how can we support each other in a variety of ways? You know, when, when that conversation isn't going to be appropriate. When, when is that conversation not appropriate and when is it? Mm-hmm. You know, because we need to be able to educate you on when to not come with, to us with no BS. Don't come to me because you you were watching CNN and now you have a reaction because I may not but be as... <laughs> what I found is the person that I used to have that used to do that, she she has since, you know, she's no longer with the organization. But everybody else, like when the Olympics is going on, mm-hmm. it's like... We live. We we watching two different Olympics, right? You talking about Michael Phelps and Ryan Lockie, and I'm talking about all these other people, and it's like it's literally. I'm sitting. I'll, I'll be looking. I'm like, did y'all? Did we not watch the same Olympics or whatever? And so when you operate in the world, well, I'm like supposed that. to like Michael Phelps because he smoked weed. Mm-hmm. Like what? what, what? Right. Or not only that, being sympathetic to him. 
because he over he smoked weed and he's come, overcame. Right, like that's but, not my struggle. Yeah, as a black you know, or overcoming or like we were having a conversation about the gymnastics team, and you talk about everybody but the two people that everybody talking about, and so I'm right. like, I'm like. What, what about two people? Right. You know but that who, kind of but thing. But who's everybody, right? Because you go on Facebook and you see and see that's who, the thing. Because you're everybody. Because we're all because we're all ultimately living in a bu- bubble, and mm-hmm. so I'm being respectful. Like like you, like Kim said, they're being respectful of the bubble I'm currently living in, and I'm being respectful of the bubble that they're currently in. And so like, I have to wait until lunch when I need that when I need that talk about whatever right. whatever because I know that we with that it's the uh, that we're, I'm not gonna get it. In that kind of environment, because like I said, we we like literally, I live here. My Facebook timeline says this, and your Facebook timeline says my Facebook timeline says that um, another person just got shot with their arms up. Your Facebook timeline says we hate the police. That's what your Facebook timeline says, and I know from talking to you, you know my Facebook timeline is about my gun control. Your Facebook timeline is saying he trying to take your guns. Yeah, and, and and you hear it in subtle ways. You you hear it, you know, like you know, right now for some people, your face, I mean, and it's been going around, you know, it, it's it's just I mean, because really a lot of people are getting their news from their timelines, and they're not really reaching out, right. or they're getting it from the local news, and so I have to remember because I mean, even down to just like everyday life stuff. You know, if you your timeline might be about whatever TV show, whatever new fashion mm-hmm. trend, and theirs is completely and, and we and we're not privy to you know they're not privy to mine and I'm not privy. To, so I just kind of like try to keep that kind of okay. You know, for my for my sake, just put you just like you know it's like when they were talking about um when some I remember when the whole Cecil the Lion thing happened and simultaneously something would come something came up it was a shooting and i t- and i told one lady i was like can we just talk about the tragedy with Cecil the lion something that's impacting everybody instead of this because i don't really want to hear your thoughts on this but Cecil the lion i know you're passionate about Cecil the lion <laughs> <laughs> and like that was, and like i said can we look at videos of kittens can we look at you know can we look at some funny meme about some baby singing in a mirror or something like that well, and bring it back so that so they so because I don't want that attention on me. I don't want to be the spokesperson right, right. now. But. But that just reminds me this week I saw this thing that said right after Terrence was killed, there was this meme that said, But y'all worried about that damn gorilla though. <laughs> And I was like, yes, y'all still crying over this damn gorilla, yeah. but this man. And I've had people, know? and I've had people tell me, I don't watch the news, I don't do this, I don't do that. Let me go sit here and watch some of my kitty videos because it makes me feel better. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, that's their self care regimen. They're <laughs> yeah. also yeah. they're also dealing with a different set of um, issues. At least some some, some mm-hmm. of the people it sounds like we're talking about. But anyway, ladies, we have clearly got a lot <laughs> on our minds, yes. uh, on our hearts when it comes to what that sisterly support looks like. And, you know, as always, I just want us to throw some closing thoughts out there. We always like to leave with some general advice for our listeners, the WOHAB, those who are being indoctrinated into the WOHAB, their levels. You know, so we want to give you give you some some final thoughts. I think the takeaway for me would be that in these settings, just be aware of the different people, regardless of race, but the different people around you who are interested in who you are as a person 
and giving you an opportunity to be your whole and complete self. Kind of what I was saying in the last episode. Wherever you are, you should feel like all aspects of that person are being respected and nurtured and that you can be your whole and complete self. So uh, whether that means you have conversations with your your homegirls over here because both of y'all got natural hair or, uh, you know, y'all have conversations about hair um, and then some of your other colleagues, y'all are just talking about other colleagues. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, things that you all can relate on to support each other. But that that would be my, my advice. Just make sure you are putting yourself around other women who just support who you are um, just a- as a person. Uh, Tiff, you? I, I, w- I would say the same thing. Also celebrate and uh, and celebrate when other women do well. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's and no key. matter what level, it's, no Major matter what level, you, you, you know, I mean, no matter what level that is, just celebrate and, and be happy for them. Right. Even though sometimes you might be like, uh, you know, you might have that, that, that two-second envy streak in mm-hmm. you, celebrate them. Um, speak, you know, speak, po- speak, speak positive, be encouraging, speak life or whatever, because people need that nowadays. Right. And, um, right. and that's what, and that's what, and be yourself. I mean, because a lot of time, you know, like I'm pretty chill and laid back. Mm-hmm. So my reaction to stuff is not going to be like a lot of people's reaction <laughs> to stuff. You know, like my high is somebody else's medium or okay. whatever. Okay. And so realizing that you can kind of just be, be yourself and whatever authentically that is, is kind of being, you know, you or whatever. So. Yeah. Thank you. And I think, um, I think my ultimate takeaway from this conversation is, it's, I guess it kind of ties in what both of you all are saying and, and really just finding some body or some people or some women um who can help you figure out the lay of the land and who's willing to pull you up and you pull other people up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's enough, it's enough pie for everybody. It's enough. Right. Like you said, let's celebrate each other when when good things happen. Mm-hmm. And if you can wrap your arms around somebody when the not so good things are happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't be there for them in that space, just understand their need for space mm-hmm. and understand, um, you know, that sometimes being sisters and being homegirls or whatever just means, hey, I'm here if you if, if you if right. need to, um, if you need to talk. So, yeah, um, finding that mentor, being mm-hmm. a mentor, um, and being just an overall support system and helping somebody out, you know. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for a great conversation. And um, but before we leave, Tiff, we want you to tell the people where they can find you. Um, I'm at TND on all platforms, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah. All right. And any any advertisements for the podcast, or you want us to just keep them posted? Uh well uh the the podcast will be forthcoming probably in a couple and probably in a month or so okay. and like I said it's gonna be we're still working on a title it's gonna kind of be similar well not similar to this but it's gonna be like a very discussion podcast about pop culture and politics and things like that focusing on both of our personalities okay. my friend and I and uh, we'll definitely have you ladies on once Yay. we get it up and running I'm all about the collab yes. sisters sisters, sisters. Um, <laughs> and just thank you for having me um, this is 
Thank you for coming. Yeah, this yeah. is good. Yeah, this is this is this is this is fun. Interesting. <laughs> I'll be interested. I'm not used to hearing myself. Oh goodness, you sound great. You, you do. sound great. So it'll be interesting to hear our sound. So yeah. Yes. Well, you heard yourself on that episode of the Grubcast. Remember, y'all, you gotta check out uh, hey, the Grubcast. Hey guys. <laughs> um. So yeah, we had an episode where the three of us actually were yeah. interviewed. <laughs> in response to somebody who did not support sisters. So, um, anyway. <laughs> no. which, which I told you, let that go. See receipts. Should I, you know. Oh, right, should, right. That's, yeah. not, that's not weighing heavy on my heart. Okay. Uh, don't make nobody love you that don't want to love you. Listen, he can have Becky. Uh, anyway. Get so, or Amy or Heather. Okay, let me stop. Or I'm Joan. Ooh. <laughs> or Kim or Tiffany. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I'm lyric for these purposes. (laughs) Anyway, y'all have a great Sunday evening, and we look forward to touching base with you two more weeks. Be safe, be happy, and be great. Bye, y'all.